This is Bet MGM tonight. Join us for live sweats. Yes. That was a big balls three. Instant reaction. This is an unbelievable thing for me to see. My favorite team, my true favorite team. Less mistress, more side piece. And maybe a few regrettable decisions. Oh, he's got bust written all over him. Goody can't sucks. Jordan Edison ran a 5-3-40 and he's Tristis height. I'd take him. You know what you shouldn't have done? Bet on the Wizards. Yep. Now, live from Washington, D.C., it's Ryan Horvat, Trista Crick, and Nick Ashew. Or maybe bet on the Lakers either. Down 31-15 to the Spurs well, in the, the first Wemby's. quarter. The fighting Wemby's getting out tonight. And they covered the other night against yeah, the Lakers they did. for me. That, well, again, they didn't just cover. I mean, they covered by the hook, and you almost died on air. Couldn't you even watch so the nervous. game. Yeah. I, I was that was nervous. That was a moment. You rarely want to actually turn a game off. But listen, yeah. sometimes turning a game off changes the whole dynamic, the whole energy. Yeah. It works. That was uh, for you. I had an uncomfortable amount of money on that one. You did. You had probably way too much. But... Same thing will be said about the uh, Detroit Lions tomorrow night against oh, the Denver God. Broncos. That's why <laughs> I have to go watch that one by myself. Can't be disturbed during that one. The phone, I'm going to do the do not disturb. I've been using that a little bit now. It's... I might just shut the whole thing off. Why don't you do that all the time? If anybody needs me, they're going to have to send a smoke signal. My phone is always night. on do not disturb. It's a good move. It's because it's I have a Sometimes kid. Sometimes my hits some can't get a hold of me because my phone's on do not disturb, and they have mm-hmm. to text me. And then it's like, oh, yeah, sorry. Oops, sorry. Just forgot about that. D&D. Remember, too. Right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, I like that. If you're sitting at the, the uh, you know, the Bet MGM Sportsbook up there at National yeah. Harbor, you'll, yeah. uh, I'll be you'll, be, you'll be with the people you need to be with, and that's it. Yeah. And that's exactly. it. Nothing more. Yeah. Everybody knows, don't talk to me during the, uh, just during that one, though. Just during the Lions game. Everything else, just small for me. Like, I like the Steelers, but really small, but the Lions, that's What time are one. you getting down to the Nash- National Harbor tomorrow? Probably around, like, 1 p.m. And then you're going to stay till what? Like 1 a.m.? 4 a.m. Let's be Probably about. It's a Saturday night. You should just get a room. Probably 2 a.m. I know. You should just get a room. Tell Amanda you'll be home Sunday morning. I want a comp, though. Yeah. Well, then call somebody. We'll see. We'll see what kind of night we have. Use your BetMGM rewards card. (laughs) We also got UFC fights tomorrow night. It's going to be a big one. Also, also got the Vikings at the Bengals. Bengals three-point favorites in that game first. Tonight tonight we have UConn-Gonzaga. That's going to tip off in about an hour and a half. I kind of like the under in that game. I need cha- I need uh, remote night. four, I said. All right. Well, you do that while I bring on Lindsey Patterson, host of It's Always Game Day in Cincinnati. And let's start with that Bengals. Uh, we'll get the remote out of my face. Come on. I didn't want to Try and talk to Lindsey here. It's absolute chaos on a Friday in here, Lindsey. I apologize. I will keep everybody in line. Uh, what, right now, watching Jake Browning. And the way he's played quarterback for this team after it looked a little shaky the first time he got out there for Joe Burrow. Is there an increased... Uh, excitement around this team again or at least the feeling of like hey the season's not lost because he looks like a legit starting quarterback right now in the NFL yeah I think a lot of people have to remember if you go back to training camp obviously Joe Burrow was dealing with a calf injury so Jake Browning has been around the team for the past couple years and he was getting those first team reps in the preseason training camp all of that's really extremely important so he's been around these guys before you have these weapons who are very familiar with him when you look at guys like Jamar Chase and T Higgins and I think fans when it comes to you know what happened after the Joe Burrow injury the confidence got back on Monday Night Football watching that game against the Jags almost a near perfect performance for Jake Browning and then he uh, gets another one last week so back-to-back wins for him 30 plus points for the offense and I think they've really kind of changed the offense up a little bit to kind of adjust to Jake Browning versus what it was for Joe Burrow yeah and and they look really good a couple of players who have been surprisingly superb Joe Mixon 
and Chase Brown. How do those two being in the mix together affect one another's performances? Because Joe Mixon feels like he's turned the corner. He's played a lot better since Chase Brown has sort of come into the game. And how should we expect their workload being split up uh, this weekend? Yeah, I think this is going to be the biggest test for the offense right now over the last two weeks. Yes, it's been fun watching Jake Browning in this offense and even the run game, but if you look at the Vikings defense, there's going to be a huge test for them. And if they can't run the ball, will they be able to deal with the pressure and the blitzes that they're really going to face for Jake Browning? I think they're going to rely on the screen game. You'll look at a one-two punch for the run game, and that's something that this team really hasn't had when it comes to a run game. There's a lot of criticism for Zach Taylor because he's not running the ball enough. When you have Joe Burrow out there, he's passing the ball because you have all these weapons. So the one-two punch with Chase Brown has been really exciting as as a rookie running back. He was obviously dealing with a hamstring injury, and he was going to get more reps going into that big Niners game. They really didn't need him there, but right now it's been a lot of fun because Joe Mixon's been taking that big workload. So, you know, I'm, I'm interested to see some screen game tomorrow and, and see if they're going to be able to still balance the offense out and rely on the run game. How do you feel like the defense is going to hold up against Minnesota, especially because, you know, we don't really know what the quarterback position is going to look like tomorrow. Um, You know, it's kind of been a mess for Minnesota all season. We thought Dobbs was going to be that guy when Cousins was down. Uh, But you still have Justin Jefferson. He says he's going to play in this game, even though he just got injured again last week. You have Jordan Addison. How do you think the defense for Cincinnati, mainly the secondary, holds up tomorrow? something to watch Cam Taylor Britt's been out the last couple weeks and I would say he's he's been playing like cornerback number one because Cheetah was coming off that ACL injury and they were slowly putting him back out there and, and kind of sharing reps with rookie DJ Turner so it's going to be Cheetah DJ Turner when you look at the secondary and obviously it's a young safety room and Dax Hill and Jordan Battle out there too and Justin Jefferson is definitely going to be the guy to watch some would say he's the number one wide receiver in the NFL unfortunately been dealing with that hamstring injury the majority of the season so defensively I'll be completely honest with you I feel like I've been pretty critical of them most of the season because it wasn't the same defense we've we've watched the last two years in the postseason the majority of the year with Luana Rumo and these guys yeah they lost Jesse Bates and Von Bell but some of these younger guys just taking a little bit longer and the defensive line is you know getting that pressure out there so I think that's going to be the biggest thing for me right now Trey Hendrickson is such an underrated player and maybe it just feels like it in Cincinnati he's not getting the credit he deserves mm-hmm. 13 and a half sacks on the season so I think that's definitely going to be something to watch when you look at the defensive line tomorrow you know can they get the pressure there and what does the secondary look like when they're trying to cover one of the best in the NFL and Justin Jefferson who's going to be feels like almost 100% for tomorrow so I, I want to see one of the second best games of the season from this defense because I would say last week was their best performance you were seeing guys like Jermaine Pratt Logan Wilson who have been struggling in the linebacker position which was kind of surprising for me over the last few weeks uh, so you know were they going to be able to stop the run is it just all going to be force fed to Justin Jefferson we'll see what happens but last week was their best performance I would say of the season we'll see if they're, they're able to repeat that you know Lindsay I'm looking at the back end of these AFC playoff standings here right now it's just it's so jam-packed with seven and six teams. I mean, between the Bengals and the Bills and the Broncos and the Texans and the Colts and the Steelers, it's like, okay, only a couple of these teams can actually get in. Strength of schedule for the Bengals right now, they're ninth. I mean, they got. A, I mean, you got Minnesota here. There's also the Steelers and the Browns and the Chiefs still on that schedule. Yet I look at this at the Bengals and go, they got a shot. Like they're still in the mix there, at least on the back end, given the other teams that are there. I feel like Houston now starting to get a lot of injuries. So maybe that's a team that kind of falls off. Does this team feel like they're in a playoff hunt or is it just a let's keep afloat and finish a respectable, you know, eight and nine on the end of the season? Like, do they feel like when you're watching them, they feel like a playoff team to you? I will 
say their confidence is there. It's okay. back. Of course, when, when Joe Burrow went down after the Ravens game, a lot of people said, season's over, go get a good draft pick. You know, get another weapon in the top five, top eight in the NFL draft. There's no more recovering from this because Joe Burrow is out. They normally function because Joe Burrow is out there and everything just fell over after the Steelers game. You look at that game, the Steelers had a day against the defense and they couldn't do anything offensively with Jake Browning's first start after Joe Burrow. But I would say the confidence is there for, for this locker room right now. You hear guys like Jamar Chase and even on the defensive side, a lot of the veterans in there, they have the confidence they're able to do it. But I'll be completely honest with you, there, there's a lot of teams, you, you look at the Buffalo Bills, I know the Bengals are currently ahead of them in the standings, they have the head-to-head, but the Cincinnati Bengals have struggled in the AFC overall most of the season, so I think that could come back and hurt them. But I would say they have to go 3-1, and one, and that really feels like a possibility, but honestly, you, you ask Zach Taylor and the rest of the team right now, it's just one week at a time. We'll see what happens. <laughs> Obviously, the Steelers and Kansas City coming up to you after this. So we'll see what that looks like. But the confidence is here in Cincinnati. I would say that. One of the players that's been a big beneficiary over the last few weeks uh, with Jake Browning has been Tanner Hudson. I think we actually talked about Tanner Hudson with you right after the injury. Last week, only two receptions. Uh, but the couple weeks before that, four and four. Uh, his number is sitting there at two and a half juiced actually to the under minus 140 so Vegas thinks he's going to only get probably two uh where do you think his workload and and his upside is in this matchup it's funny you say that because we were doing predictions on the podcast the other night and I said Tanner Hudson is going to score another touchdown he obviously had his first one last week and I think they're going to be able to utilize him because if you are the Vikings defense I know we keep hearing the pressure they're going to be blitzing Jake Brown is going to have to figure out a way to get the ball off to some of the receivers you have T Higgins Jamar Chase out there I think they are going to utilize Tanner Hudson more in this game and I think that's a huge deal not only for this season but I think he's a guy that you've got to bring back because they don't utilize the tight end position as much as other teams they were criticized for letting guys like Hayden Hurst, CJ Uzama a couple years ago go away. Herb Smith Jr., they brought him back. He's, you know, he's, he's okay. But uh, Tanner Hudson has really taken advantage of his opportunities, and, and he seems like a guy that they're going to continue to utilize in this offense. Lindsay, I asked, about, I asked you about this a couple weeks ago, but I want to see if anything's changed with T. Higgins. You know, I know it hasn't been the season that he hoped for. It's a contract year. He's one of my favorite receivers in this league. He's such a great red zone threat. Uh, I'm a Packer fan. I really wanted him. They drafted Jordan Love instead. I drive all every insane talking about it but what do you think ends up happening is it a franchise tag do they look to bring him back or do you think maybe he's elsewhere next season maybe it's a little biased and i don't want t higgins to go <laughs> uh, but i'll be completely honest with you I, I think they're more leaning towards a franchise tag i think they want to try it one more year in 2024 see what happens because they still have the money it really doesn't kick in for joe burrow's contract until the 2025 season and then obviously you have jamar chase so they're probably going to sign for an extension this off season but i would say it's, it's one more year franchise tag or or maybe they do the franchise tag and trade but i don't think they're just going to let him walk you know, one of the things that the uh, – actually, it's one prop that I have this weekend too, Lindsay, that I really like. Everything TJ Hawkinson, just because the Bengals, they've – that's the one thing they've done. They've, that defense has really struggled against tight ends. Is TJ Hawkinson a concern tomorrow? Yes. You know how the Cincinnati Bengals don't utilize the tight end as much. You're going to look at any team going against this defense, and they're able you know, to eat if you're a tight end. We saw it against the Pittsburgh Steelers, and I wouldn't be surprised if that's what happens again tomorrow. Obviously, all the focus, you got a guy like Justin Jefferson where it should be, but also utilize the tight end position. It's something this defense, it's just struggled with over the last few years. I mean, outside of the AFC Championship game, it was one of the games when they played Kansas City. They really focused on taking Trevor, Tra Travis Kelsey out of the game, but it's 
it's just something that I, I've just – it's one of their biggest weaknesses with this defense. And, you know, it'll be interesting to see if they're able to, to stop that tomorrow. You mentioned that you think the screen game is going to get going. Joe Mixon's reception total, three and a half, actually juiced to the over, minus 130. You like that? I do. I really, really do. I, I think you could look at both of the running backs right now, and I wouldn't be surprised at, to see their receiving yards as overs for tomorrow. What do you think about, like, you, you know, I mean, um, when you look at the AFC, a lot of people are trying to make the case for the Bills. I think the Ravens are probably the best team, but they're really, like, struggling to close out teams. You know, you've had a chance to see a lot of these teams because the Bengals have had such a tough schedule. If you had to make the case for one team in the AFC other than your Bengals, and if Joe Burrow was healthy, I'd probably be making the case for them. Who who would you pick if you had to make, like, a Super Bowl pick or just to represent the AFC in the Super Bowl, would you say? Yeah, it's pretty heartbreaking to see the AFC right now. I think if they had Joe Burrow, that it felt really wide open. It still feels pretty wide open. I think you make a good case with the Baltimore Ravens, obviously going to be a favorite right now. You look at the Miami Dolphins, when Tyreek Hill, who I said should be in the MVP conversation, I think a lot of people who are jumping on board over the last few weeks, when he is out of the game, it's just a different in the Dolphins team. And obviously they're, they're high up in the AFC standings. The Jags, they've been kind of, not so great in back-to-back weeks when they were playing for that number one seed in Monday Night Football. So I honestly, I know you you said the Buffalo Bills. I think the Buffalo Bills could go into the playoffs. I think they're going to be able to do it. And I think they're going to surprise a lot of people. And this might be the year where a lot of people were disappointed. They get rid of the OC, which I didn't feel like it was the biggest problem because you still have a guy like Josh Allen out there. But I think they're going to be the team that's going to surprise a lot of people and and knock a a few favorites out, to be honest. We still got a couple minutes. You know, it's funny, like a couple years ago um, when the Bengals drafted Joe Burrow. I was doing a show with a guy that was from Cincinnati, and he's like, they'll screw it up. It's just the culture. And I always questioned it because, like with Andy Dalton, there was years where they'd win 11, 12 games, win the division, and yeah, sure, they had like playoff failure, but there could only be one champ every every year. But, you know, I look at the culture now, and I didn't really know what to make of Zach Taylor, but he's proven, especially now with Jake Browning, he's a legit head coach. And I love what I saw from Joe Burrow. I know some people are like overblowing it that he's sticking around on the sidelines. He's helping Jake Browning. He's giving his suite to Jake Browning. That has to make you feel pretty good about the culture and that, yeah, this season you might not win the Super Bowl and there's a bunch of injuries, but they're going to be around for a while, right? Even if there's like some salary cap issues. Yeah, 100%. I think Zach Taylor, he doesn't get enough credit in Cincinnati alone. Yeah. I think he is now over the last few weeks just showing what he's able to do. And they couldn't win on prime time when Andy Dalton was here. It was embarrassing to play on those games. Now it's it's pretty normal for the Cincinnati Bengals to show up under the lights. And the culture is a huge thing. Not only, you know, the locker room is believing in him, but Joe Burrow has, has stood up and had all the confidence in the world in Zach Taylor and has, and has supported him along the way, you know, even after the, the first rookie year when he tears his ACL, his first tweet back at the end of the regular season is, I have all the confidence in the world in this head coach, and he's believed in him. And I truly do believe they feel that way. And they draft guys for a reason. If they've been leaders in college, all of that is extremely important to them. And the culture has really changed for the better for the franchise and the front office. They're doing more. And, you know, it's really telling with some of these young guys who who they've hit on, and, and even this past draft for the rookie draft class that have made an impact already on this team. So the future still feels bright in a window that – it's just an unfortunate year with Joe Burrow's injury. She's Lindsay Patterson. Good Make stuff. sure you check out the It's Always Game Day in Cincinnati podcast. Trista, it's an Odyssey podcast. Da-da-da-da. There you go. Thank you, Lindsay. Appreciate the time. Thank you. Good to talk to you guys. Man, imagine if Joe Burrow was still out there, though. I'm with you, man. I miss I, him. I know. Great hair. <laughs> just, I just love seeing that organization Great turn around hour. like that. Gives me hope.
gives I like me the hope. Bangles. The Commandos. <laughs> hey, you know what? I'll take everything I can get. Brian brought us next. We're loaded tonight. Loaded. It's Bet MGM tonight. Nick, Trista, and Ryan are taking a short break. Stay tuned because there's plenty more to come on Bet MGM tonight. Presented by Bet MGM. Live from BetQL.